Good morning. Well, good morning. I am so glad that you chose this Sunday to be here at MVCC. And if you're with us online, we're just welcome you to our MVCC fam. And uh, can we just give a shout out for God, man? He is so awesome. So good. We're in a series. Uh, I want to thank Pastor Scott. Last week's message really hit, man. Just so good. So we are in Luke 18, but before we get there, um, I just wanted to share a couple things uh, from my heart. I, I don't know if you've seen on YouTube, there's something happening in Wilmore, Kentucky. And so um, as uh, our uh, ministry team here, we've received emails, phone calls here at the church, questions, what is going on, what is this, what do you think about this? Um, it's not so much about what I think about this, it's what God is doing, and I just, I just want to take a few minutes to share uh, a little bit about just my humble perspective about this. Um, if you haven't heard, in uh, Wilmore, Kentucky, there's a college named Asbury Christian College. It's a small college. There's maybe a thousand students there. And so um, if any of you have been to a Christian college or know someone who's been to Christian college, they have what's called chapel services. They're required. Students are required to go there. Usually they're on Wednesdays and Friday. So most of the time when students go because they're required and have to hear another sermon, um, they usually bring their phones in. They're doing things. They're working, uh, getting ready for class during the chapel service. They're not really engaged. And so I wanted just to go back to, um, in 1970, something happened there on the campus. And I'll just share with you from the president, uh, the president's perspective of the college. His name is Dr. Kinlow. He was traveled to Canada um, uh, on a particular trip visiting another college. He got a phone call from the dean of the college. And this is back in 1970. And uh, he, back in the day, they didn't have cell phones. So he, Dr. Kinlaw is at the hotel he receives a message to come downstairs. There's a phone call from the dean. It's an emergency. So he gets down to the lobby area and makes the phone call back. And while he's dialing the phone, he's thinking in his mind. This is back in the 70s when students were locking college professors in their, their offices and you know rioting and burning down buildings and things. And he thought, oh my gosh, what has happened to our college? So he gets on the phone with the dean and the dean says, we have a problem. And immediately his mind started racing the president. And he said, uh, what is it? He said, uh, it's the chapel service. He said, yes. He said, it hasn't ended. And he looked at his watch and it was 7.30 that night. Chapel started at 10 a.m. that morning. He said, excuse me? He says, we don't know what to do, but the students have been worshiping and giving testimony. And then the word of God is read. Uh, confession of sin, and it's out of control. So the president immediately got on a plane, flew back to Kentucky, and from his perspective, when he was explaining all this, he didn't know what to expect. So when he walked on campus, he said the moment he stepped foot on that campus, something supernatural, it was the presence of God like he never experienced before in his entire life. And so when he walked into the small chapel, walked up the steps, and if you've seen on YouTube, it's the very same chapel of what's happening right now, he didn't really know what to do. And I, I, I even 
sharing this with you, I'm, I'm trying my best to share from his perspective, but I wish he was here. And the way he explained it was that he sat in the very back of that chapel because he didn't feel worthy to even be there. There was such a holy presence of God that he sat in the back and just for a couple of hours watched a pattern that had started. There was no worship leader. There was no pastor. There was no speaker. Students were worshiping God on their knees. They were lifting their hands. Someone would come up to the platform and start confessing sin about things that they were dealing with. Professors would start walking up and saying on the platform, I need you to the students. I need you to forgive me. I have not prepared for my classes. Other professors would get up and stalk Uh, confess about their marital problems that they were having and just confessing to God and this outpouring of the spirit was just taking over the entire campus as he was sitting in the back the president of the college about an hour later one of the students noticed that he was sitting way in the back she walked up to him sat down very quietly folded her hands and said I have a problem he said yes she said As tears started coming down her face, I'm a liar. He says, excuse me? She says, I have lied all my life. She says, I don't even know why I lie. I just lie. What do I do? I've confessed it to God as she's explaining. He looked over her at her and he said, I think you should probably go to every person you've ever lied to that you can remember And confess what you've done. She said, oh no, that would kill me. He said, no, it would probably cure you. Three days later, she came back to the campus. While the chapel service was still going on 24-7, she said, Dr. Kinlaw, you're not going to believe it. I'm free. I'm at my 34th person and I'm free. Why I bring that up is revival when it comes, and it's something that God does to us. We just have to be open. He delivers us. He frees us. We fall in love with Jesus like we've never fallen. We thought we knew him. We thought we know all about God. We received Christ, and that's great. But we're talking about a Holy Spirit visitation from heaven where we meet God maybe for the first time like we've never met him before because his presence is so thick and it comes only when we ask and we're willing to pay the price for his coming hit me with the truth there's another student that came to the president and explained her story she went out in the cold weather went to a payphone this is back in the day you know what payphones are and stick a dime in the payphone and she called home and she says dad She's at the college. This is in 1970. Dad, I've just met Jesus. He said on the other end of the line, honey, what are you talking about? You've grown up with Jesus all your life. You, we've, 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 you've been in church with us. He served with the Salvation Army. You've been in street messages. You've heard me share the gospel. You've, you've done VBS programs for children. What do you mean you've met Jesus? She says, Dad, you don't understand As he said, you did all those things for Jesus. What do you mean you met Jesus? She said, Dad, I did those things because I love you. I just met Jesus in Wilmore, Kentucky. Can I share something with you? 
that those students at that chapel service I saw on YouTube 53 years later are still talking about how Jesus changed their life in that moment, that it wasn't an emotional thing, it wasn't a fleeting thing, it wasn't something that just came and went. It stuck their entire life. It changed everything. That semester at Asbury College, students went back home and they showed, I saw a graphic on a chart as they were showing this documentary. It spread to the entire nation in different pockets of the United States of America because students just simply went home and shared what Jesus had done for them, that they had met Jesus for the first time. And what we're talking about here is that God inhabits the praises of his people in ways that we don't even have a clue. Someday we're going to be in heaven with Jesus. If you've accepted Christ as your Savior, we're going to be with him forever. And we're going to be in his presence. But I believe because of things that I've read in the Bible and the the accounts and the stories that I've read about over the years from Acts chapter 2 all the way till present day, there are certain moments that God will open up the heavens and he will bring his presence. And we, we may not even feel worthy even to be in that moment. But we are worthy because of the blood of Jesus. I'm sure you've heard a week ago Wednesday, there was a chapel service in Wilmore, Kentucky at Asbury College in the very same chapel. I watched that chapel service all the way through. It was nothing special. Students were kind of disengaged. There was a guest speaker who came in. Honestly, it wasn't a wow factor message that I, I heard. Something happened, he asked at the end of his message, he asked, if everyone who's here today believes that we need revival again, would you please pray and ask God? Some of the students, after the chapel service was over, stayed and met at the front informally, didn't even plan this to happen. One of them just had a guitar in the back, grabbed the guitar, and they stayed, and they started about eight or ten of them just worshiping, just in a free flow, just worshiped, just sang songs to God. Other students started coming back into the chapel, and by hours later, the entire chapel was filled with students. The, the chapel service is still going on now. It's, as we speak, it's still going now, how do we, what is this? What is happening? My, my humble opinion about this is that, you know when God said, I inhabit the praises of my people. If my people, 2 Chronicles 7, 14, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. My estimation of this, this is a real move of God. And we know it because it follows scripture. It follows what the Bible says. A pattern had now emerged where they worship. You, you, you get on YouTube, even now, you can get on YouTube, you can check it out. They just, they're just worshiping. And then someone will come up to the front and, and give a word from God. They'll read the Bible, and there's nothing weird about this. There's nothing strange. There's no prophetic of strange things of what's happening or going to happen. This is just raw repentance of our sins and getting right with God and loving Jesus all over again. That pattern started to develop, and it's still going. 
I, I just wanted to show you a short video here of what we grabbed off of YouTube. Just, just to, if maybe you haven't heard about this, I wanted to catch you up with what's going on, and then I'm going to ask us to do something. 21-year-old student body president Allison Perfader was there when revival broke out. Because um, you just didn't want to leave. It's not that anyone was saying, oh, let's see how long we can last. Let's see how, you know, like we just didn't want to go. And I, I mean, I had, I had came in... I had a lot of like anger issues. I like really struggled with my anger and I was able to talk with like God first. And it's just like that never would have happened like on my own time. It's been just a really hard couple of years. And not just for me, but like a lot of my friends. And I just felt like the Lord was releasing me of a lot of bitterness and anger that I'd had just about all kinds of stuff, even some of it towards God. and. So I would say for me personally, the biggest word I can use has been a very, very healing experience for me. So how do you explain what's happening here at Asbury? I would just say there is a tangible presence of God's peace, joy, and a freedom to worship and adore the one true God. Imagine 24 hours a day just worshiping. Now, the amazing thing about this, I'm sure you've heard, is that it's capturing attention from all over the nation. There are people, as we speak, all night long, all day long, standing in line a half a mile long in 20-degree weather, waiting to get in. Students, students are there because they go to college, but it's people that are my age and older that are literally trying to get in. Here's the question. Why are there so many people wanting to get in? No one's, to my knowledge, there's no faith healer. There's, there's, no, there's no weird thing going on. There's no extravagant uh, performance of any kind. There's no worship leader. There's, there's, no, there's no incredible worship band. It's some students in the corner with a piano a piano, an old piano, and with a cajon and with some, a couple of guitars, and they just got blue jeans on and beanies, and they're just worshiping God. It, it's absolutely, it is, in a, in a lifetime, this happens once in a while in a lifetime. And, and why I feel so moved by this, and I, I was up till four in the morning, the second night of this thing, watching, because I wanted to see, God, is this of you? What is this? And I do believe that God comes to certain situations and people who cry out for him and who are willing to pay the price. So why did he go there? Simply, the only thing I could whittle out of all of this is because they said, Yes, God. We've been praying for 18 years, as long as I've been here. God, would you open up the heavens? Would you send a revival here, God? Revival is not what the world needs. It's what we need. I, 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 it's, it's really even hard to put into words. When, when we kneel down before God and we confess our sin, when we confess our wrongdoing, when we confess the things that we've been holding back from God, number one, he forgives us, but then he fills us. And when we worship him, when we're created to worship God, he fills 
the place with his presence. I just, uh, uh, just real short, I think it's a 30 second, let's just show this next one of outside, what's happening outside of the chapel. There's three chapels on campus. What's happening outside from some of the pastors that are visiting? These people have been waiting and standing hours since 7, 6 a.m. in the morning. This line. We were in this line. Okay, guys, update. It's 9 o'clock at night. There are still people waiting to get inside at this revival. 9 o'clock at night. And there are lines of people with blankets. It was freezing earlier. 9 o'clock at night. I don't even know. I don't even know what to say to this. I, 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 I don't feel even worthy to comment on this. To be honest with you, I've been laboring over trying to communicate so much what we want God to do here. So I'm going to ask you to do a couple of things. Number one is this: If you don't have the Mission Vale Christian Church app on your phone, I'm going to please ask. Would you please take out your phone? You can QR code this right here with the seat back in front of you. Would you please download the app? And the reason I'm going to ask you to do that, if you're part of our MVCC fam, because there have been spontaneous worship nights that we've done, and we've tried our best to get out with an email or a quick text if you're on that. But some of you may not have gotten that. The last two worship nights that we had here, somebody said, somebody's... I, again, yeah, it's, just, it's God is waiting for us. We don't want to have just church services here. We, we, we are commanded by the scripture to worship him, to, to, to be instructed by the word, to encourage one another, to take the Lord's Supper. We're, we're commanded to do that. But there's something more that God wants to do. And he's, he's looking for the humble heart. So I'm going to ask you to please, would you please just download the app? Because then we can quickly let everybody know, hey, you know what, Thursday night, we're going to meet for worship. Anybody who wants to just come, it's not a worship service. There's no agenda. We didn't even have words on the screen. We, were, we felt led just to come and worship God and let the Holy Spirit do his thing. So can I just say that I do believe that God is stirring something up here before I even got here 18 years ago as your pastor there were people who were praying for Orange County. There were people who were already praying for Mission Viejo area that God would do an awakening here. And what I want to ask you to do is, is so we can communicate, if there's something spontaneous we feel like God wants to do, I've been praying and asking God, and without the temptation of trying to copy something, we're not trying to copy anything. We're just trying to do what Jesus told us to do, and that was to worship him and confess sin and let the Holy Spirit come and clean us out. And then the presence of God is so real. Do you remember about a year ago, I had mentioned a few months ago, and that I think every year I just, you know, as I feel just led to say this, I saw a vision of people. Do you remember this on the grass area? This is years ago. I was literally, I was sharing the word one morning and God gave me a flash of a vision. I saw people consumed on, on, on the grass area, waiting to be saved, waiting to be baptized, waiting to get in here. I don't know when, I, I, don't, I, I just saw that. So when I started watching this, I'm like, I, my first thought was, I want to go. I'm getting on a plane, Pastor Scott, you can preach, Pastor Zach, you guys can just preach, I'm going. 
I, I, I need to be there. And the Lord said, no. He didn't audibly say no. I just felt in my spirit. He said, no, you don't need to go. I want to come here. So now there's other colleges that have done this, not copied anything. They just came together in the place of worship and they just, they're on their knees crying out to God. They're worshiping, confessing sin, all those things. And God is coming, I believe, to United States of America powerfully that he has not come for in a while because simply we are now asking and desperate for him. My question is, how desperate are we, MVCC family, not just for church and for, for, for God to work in our lives, but for him to pour out his spirit and for you and I to be in his presence like we have never experienced before. And what the ultimate thing we want is life change. It's not about having an experience. It's not about being here five nights a week, 24-7 worshiping. It's about what happens in the heart and what happens out here. Am I changed by what I experience? The reason I shared those two student stories with you is because they were changed. Their hearts, their lives were changed. It wasn't just something that they felt. It wasn't something they experienced. It wasn't just a Holy Spirit fad. It was a real move of God. I believe that with all my heart. So please, would you download the app? And would you make sure that you also put on your email address so that um, we can communicate with you what's happening, what we believe God may want to be doing in the future. And then I want to ask you also to do three things. I, I want to ask in your own personal just life with God, your own personal prayer time, your own just devotional quiet time with God. I want to ask you to please let the Holy Spirit search your heart. Psalm 51, David said, search my heart, O God. Know my anxious ways. Know my anxious thoughts. Because God knows everything anyway. And he wants us to confess it to him. It's more so for us. God already knows. But you know when you say something to somebody like, I blew it, man. I am so sorry. There's an intimacy that happens after we apologize and we want to make something right. God wants to come, but we're the ones that stop him from coming because we refuse to confess and get real with God. I'm asking you. I am begging you. I am pleading with you, with me and my own heart. Would you please make a pattern in your life? Over the next few weeks, would you just get into a, a closet, maybe your car, a quiet place, and just let God search your heart? Secondly, I'm going to ask, open your Bible every day, please. God is found in his word. And this is, this is something that we, we're just, I realize we're busy, we got a lot. How busy are we that we cannot open the word or open our Bible app and spend moments with him in the word. I'm just going to ask you to read the word each day. And the last one, I'm going to ask, please, would you join with me in asking God to come to Mission Viejo? And as we do that, we are just in a posture of humility. We are just asking God. We're not trying to make something happen. I think you know those of you that have been here for a while, you know my heart. You know our pastoral team, their heart. We would never do anything to manipulate you. We would never do anything to coerce or try to manufacture something. It's just all about here and waiting on God to do something so big. You would, you would remember these moments the rest of your life. 
You would, you would sit with your children, your grandchildren, and talk about what happened at MVCC. Something of God happened that I will never forget, and it changed my life forever. How do we know if a real move of God is a real move of God? Number one is there's repentance of sin. Number two, there's a return to the word of God. Number three, there's a return to genuine worship. And when we're talking about worship, yes, we're talking about these moments where there's music, but we understand Romans 12 too. Our whole life is worship to God. And then there's the last thing. I'm sorry, the fourth thing is that we get right with God, that we realize our life is undone. And yes, even as believers, we realize that we are so far from you. And the very last thing about whether something is really a move of God is people will get saved. People will find Jesus because we changed, because we look different. The church looks different. Does does that make sense? I'm sure you've heard that there's a movie coming out next week called Jesus Revolution. It's just a simple story about the Jesus movement that happened in the 1970s. And it's, it's a simple story about humble hearts that just wanted God and the gospel more than anything else in their lives. So as I ask you to enter into this with me, I, am, I, I would never ask you to do anything that I'm not willing to do or our entire pastoral team. We're already in the mode of this. And so we would never ask you to do any of this without us stepping out first and, and joining with you. So I'll, I'm just going to pray and we're just going to wait on God and see what he does. And I just want to ask you to enter in. God, we stand in awe, Lord, of, of you. When we hear about what you're doing 3,000 miles away, God, our hearts are longing for you to do something like that here. And God, we confess to you as a family, as people who wear your name, people who have claimed, yes, I'm a Christian. Yes, I believe in Jesus Christ. I'm a Christ follower. God, we have not measured up to where we need to be. And so God, would you come and give us the freedom to experience a real move where there's real change and ultimately, God, change for our society. God, we confess our, our country. We are so messed up. We are so far from you. In my entire life, God, I have never felt or seen that we are as far away from God as ever before. And we confess to you, we have done this. We have sat on the sidelines, God, as your people, as your church, and watched it happen And I will confess to you, God, I have been one of those that have pointed my finger at politicians, at groups of people who are ungodly, someone who's different skin color than me, different language, different denomination. And I'm sorry. We, as a community, as a family, we before you, God, that we are the ones that have contributed to the problems that we are experiencing right now by doing nothing. 
God, would you restore us? Would you start something? Would you bring the atmosphere, God, in our hearts? And we say, we are so desperate, so desperate for you, God. In Jesus' name. I just wanted to ask, I just wanted to take a moment here before I, I have a message out of Luke 18, just to touch on, but, you know, I don't want to miss an opportunity. Anytime that we get to humble ourselves before God, it, to me, it's just like putting a spiritual deposit in the ATM in God's account. Say, God, it's, it's you. If you'd like to just get up from where you're at and just come to the front and just kneel, I'm just going to give a few moments. You don't have to do anything out loud. You don't you just in your own heart if there's something that you are dealing with and cannot break there's an addiction there's a behavior there's there's something we're engaged in we know we shouldn't be with that person we know that we shouldn't be doing what we're doing and we've been avoiding it i just i just want to invite us to come just for a moment to confess it before him we come today with fear and trembling not fear of you casting us out but respect and honor and cherishing you in our heart God and we realize today that once again we're reminded we have fallen short and we ask you to forgive us God thank you Jesus we just want to say as a community of faith God thank you for the reminder your promise you said if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just, God, to forgive us of all of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. We thank you for that promise that we, we can be freed. And we thank you for that, God. Fill this place, God. Fill this place with your presence. Fill our hearts, God, with who you are, Jesus. We know that your Holy Spirit is within us. But God, we desire more than ever now that you would activate, God, your presence in us so strong that, God, people would take note that we've been with you. I guess, God, the only way to end this prayer, the only thing that's coming to my mind is just to say, God, we love you. We love you, Jesus. We love you from the heart. We don't want anything, God, to get in the way. Thank you, God, for receiving us. Thank you, Lord, for pouring out your grace. We truly, God, are in awe that you would love us and never stop.
And God, if you in your heavens, in your providence, God, in your sovereignty could find a way, make a way to come to our city, please, God, please come. There are people, God, in our lives that we want so much for them to know you. And sometimes, God, we don't know what to do. And we're asking, God, that you, you would do it, that you would do it through us. In Jesus' name. was like beating out of my chest and I just felt like I had I was supposed to come up here and say something and I felt like this is not right it's not normal this is a church service you sit in your seat you just listen you don't come up and interrupt and my heart was beating and pounding and pounding and I felt like God was saying go do this and I was saying no no it's gonna be too weird why would I do that and then my heart finally stopped beating and it kind of passed and I felt like oh good God's not asking me to do this anymore. <laughs> and I'm up there kneeling with my wife, and I start to feel it again, and my heart pounding again. I'm like, okay, he's giving me another chance. And so I know I need God. I know that I don't know how to lead my kids. I don't know how to lead my wife. I'm failing at it all the time. And, you know, Mike talked a long time ago about smelling donuts. If I don't eat the donuts, if I just smell it. And I've been, I've been smelling a lot of donuts recently. <laughs> and I need God, and so I don't know why I felt like God was imploring me to come up here, but I'm just confessing that I'm fragile, I'm like Peter. I need God, and um, so I'm just going outside of the box here. Craig, yeah. Thank you so much, first of all, for listening to God, being bold enough to come up and ask. I, I so much appreciate your humility. And we just joined with you. There's no one in this room that's any different from you. As a parent, as a college student, as a single person. What do we do? How do we do this? So we're, God, we just thank you so much for Craig's and Lisa bringing them, first of all, to MVCC, God. And thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in, in our hearts and right in this moment in Craig's heart, God. Lord, we just give the time to you. We just give the time to you and help us, Lord, as Craig has said better than I could. It just need we need help. We need you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess I should ask, is there is there anyone else? And I don't I don't mean that. I I don't want I I don't ever want to get in the way of what God is doing. So if there's anyone else that just something of God, something in your heart that's Jacob, is that you? <laughs> Let me tell you something, guys. I went through the strongest battle of my life. Uh, for two and a half years. I just lost my father at 59 years old to ALS. I could not have done this without the grace 
and the mercy and the love of God. Mm. And let me tell you, you guys, you guys have made such an impact on our family. Uh, the men's group, the, just the life groups, you guys have been there for us since day one. And uh, my father would not probably be in heaven today without the love and the teaching and the Bible teaching of Mr. Mike here. I'm so thankful for you, brother. Father, we just thank you. Jacob has been an incredible witness, God, to so many people the way that he loved his father pushing him in a wheelchair on Saturday mornings. God, you know all about that. Getting him here to men's life group and prayer nights and sitting with him and plugging in his apparatus so that his father could breathe here on earth. And God, thank you for this man, for his life, God. And we just pray for he and his mom, Rachel, that, and Nick, they're, they're his brother, that you will bring comfort to them day in and day out. Please remind them that they don't have to go through this alone. That we are a family. We love, we love them. And we will continue to do so. God, give us the strength to do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. take this moment to make room for God to move. Do whatever you want to do whatever you want. 
there was something that um, I've been holding on to. Uh, just, I just need to get this out. There's something that I was justifying in my own heart that my attitude was okay to have. You know how, um, you, as believers, we know we're supposed to be Christ-like. We know we're supposed to be like Jesus. But I also know that Jesus, he was strong. He didn't even back down. He was full of truth. And I kind of justified that. I took some scripture and I just justified that I have every right to be mad and resent and bitterness and resentment was starting to just grow in my heart. I confess to you, this has like been going on for like a year. And then I would be mowing my lawn and <laughs> something would go wrong. It wouldn't go right. And I would go back to the old mic I, I just I would get mad I would get angry just over the dumbest things and I just got to say that I just it's so wrong and uh, I've been wrong and I need to release that and I uh, need to go to um, this individual and, and make it right and I only say that um, because I think when Jesus said, confess your sins to one another and pray for each other, that if you would just please pray for me, that um, I just want to be faithful. I, I want to be better. I want to do this better. So thank you. Make this really brief, guys, but um, I just wanted to say I love you guys very much, and you guys, we're not perfect, but you guys do a very good job of emulating a perfect God. My friends have been coming to church here for about a year, and you guys have done such a good job embracing them. They've been going through so much hard stuff, whether it's been car break-ins, people stealing their truck, and they're not getting it back, but more importantly... My friend, her mom's in, in really bad health right now. And most people would throw their hands up in the air and just walk away. But you guys have done such a good job of just embracing them and loving them. And I thank you guys so much for that. Never underestimate all the different stuff that you guys do. And I'm so grateful to call you guys my church family. Thank you guys so much. And if you guys could, please keep her mom in her prayers. Dave and Ricky, would you guys mind just coming up here? We just want to pray for your mom. Thank you, thank you for allowing us to do this. David and Ricky um, gave their lives to Jesus Christ just in a short time and rededicated their love for each other and raising their child Matthew to know the Lord. And in the midst of all that, Ricky brought her mom to church here. I saw her in the front row for a few weeks, and she's taken ill. It's serious in ICU. And so uh, just a couple of things that I just feel like God is wanting us to all be reminded of. You know, God is in the middle of this, even when it seems like he's not. He's still there. He loves your mom. He loves you guys. He hears your prayers. He knows. And he's going to hear our prayer together for your mom. We're going to ask that God would, would just intervene and do a miracle. But I just want to say before that, in believing in that, believing in God and that he can, I just want to encourage you take hold of your faith and let us surround you okay it's okay if you feel weak if you feel like you're not strong and you can't pray anymore let us help you so god we just come before you god we pray for robin once again lord 
we are asking, Lord, as she, you know, God, where she's at. You know every doctor, every nurse that's tending to her, God. And you know Ricky's heart is heavy for her mom. And we just pray in Jesus' name, in no other name but your name, God, that you would come and, and revitalize whatever it is, if it's her liver, her kidneys that are failing, that, God, you would resurge life, that you would breathe life into her, that you would regain strength and balance everything within her system so that she can have longer life here on earth, God. Ultimately, we know, God, this is such a fleeting moment here on earth. We understand that, God, that it's hard for us. We confess because we haven't been to heaven yet. It's hard for us to even talk about a place and invite people into a place that we haven't seen or experienced. And so, God, help us sometimes in our unbelief. Help us, God, when all we have is to say, I trust you, but I don't understand this. And we pray for Ricky and David that you would surround them with your confidence, your loving care, your kindness. Lord, you said that your kindness leads us to repentance. And I just want to say thank you that David and Ricky have repented of their sins, Lord. And they were baptized. You know the whole thing, God. And they're here. And they're going to be in heaven without a doubt. And I know that Robin, we know that she's going to be there. But God, we're just asking for a few more years, Lord, and we just, we leave it with you. We trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. I just wanted to just give a few more seconds here if there's something that you know anybody would like to share we just again I don't want to get in the way we want things to be in order um, according to, to, to God's word but just don't want to rush out too quickly here I'll just make this short I love all you guys <laughs> but I don't have the most gentle natured personality <laughs> so even though I'm not gentle with you doesn't mean I don't love you I just love all of you and that was important for me to say oh love you guys <laughs> <laughs> thank you Laura thank you thank you thank you yeah appreciate you just in humility just So I've kind of lost my head here. What, Pastor Scott, what time does the service supposed to end? I, for, I forgot. In three, min, three minutes ago? Okay. Well, we'll you know, again, we want to stay just very open. Um, and for the respect of other people that are coming to the next service, and maybe some of you have to get your children. Um, here's, here's 
here's what I'm feeling led to do. Um, if you need to get your child and you'd like to just, I'm, Vito, I think I I'm, I'm just want to let this atmosphere, nothing's planned. I don't even know what to do here other than just let God, I do sense that God is here. He's moving in this minute. But I just, we're just going to keep the, and you guys just keep the lights the way they are. I appreciate that. And um, if you just want to s- sit and stay, sometimes it's good just to be quiet and try to, you know, hear from God and connect with Him. If there's song that breaks out, I, I, we're just going to leave it open. And then for those that are going to come into the service, um, we'll, we'll make room. And if you want to stay, just, again, we just want to leave the, thank you for, thank you so much for remaining flexible. I didn't plan any of this. I didn't know this was going to happen. It just... And that's what makes it so special. We know that God, God is doing something. That's, he's doing something, brothers and sisters. Just if, there's, if there's anyone that would like to be saved, you know, um, maybe you've been in church you know about Jesus, which is great, but if you've never really said, yes, I need to give my life to Jesus Christ right now, right now, because I don't know if I was to leave this place and die, I, I don't know where I'd go. And if, if you just want to raise a hand, if there's anyone here that wants to accept Jesus, we can help you do that. Someone here? I'm sorry. Where did I? Oh, awesome. Pastor Zach, could you just could just help help them receive Christ? Thank you so much. Don't feel bad about that, okay? It's, it's okay. But like I said, if you do have your children, you can bring them back in here. We will start the service at 11 o'clock. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> right? That's okay. That's all right. Love all of you. Love you so much. Love you. Let's stay together. Amen? Let's just stay together in spirit. Thank you so much for joining us at Mission Vale Christian Church. Just know that we always have live services here every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. We'd love to have you here, and we'll see you next time.